Hi there, this is Jim the Keys Bartender coming to you from a beautiful Key Largo. If you're not familiar with the Keys Bartender podcast, it's a podcast about bartending and about life in general. The, one of the great things about doing the podcasts, and it's kind of the drawbacks, you know, but stuff like that. I don't do the podcast for notoriety, but it just seems after doing it for going on six years, I guess it's going into the seven. But after doing it all this time, people say, hey, you still doing a podcast? And I go, yeah, hey, you're still not listening, you know. But the nice thing about it is, they, yeah, you could tell people that aren't familiar with podcasts. People are familiar for podcasts. I know they listen to it and they decide to either listen to it regularly or more often than not, not listen to it which is always an option. And I'm not hurt by that because, hey, otherwise, if I was hurt easily, I wouldn't be doing a podcast, right? But I'm not. So, and uh, since most people don't listen to it, most of the people that come in there, and there are a lot of people listen to it that aren't guests. The nice thing about it is that most of the guests aren't even familiar with what a podcast is. I think for some reason they think a podcast would be something similar to putting your hands on a glowing orb and getting a shock like one of those when you go to museums when they got one of those Tesla globes where the electric thing, they say, oh, that's podcasting. Or something really mysterious, you know, akin to witchcraft. Akin to witchcraft. They think podcasting, oh, that's amazing. You must be a tech genius. And I tell them, I go, you know what? There's at least a million podcasts created every year, at least. Now, I'm in the rarity thing because I'm pushing, you know, I'm going to be up to 800 by maybe, I don't think by the end of the year, maybe end of the year. I'll be near 800 in the beginning of next year, in 2024, 800 episodes. And, uh, but like I said, I could talk, make references to people. And it's not like being on the radio. If you hear Jim's on the radio and they'd have to listen to it the next day, they have to be or, you know, to make sure they'd have to listen to the show the next day to make sure that, uh, oh, I was in there and I did something goofy. Right. Well, being a bartender and people that work in restaurants or anything where uh, definitely in tourist destinations. Uh, Alexa, stop. I it was funny because I asked Alexa to play some banjo music in the background and I thought it'd be cool. And it started playing some weird ass techno banjo music, which not so bad if I was listening. I was going to actually leave it on. I figured it'd be kind of interesting to have when I'm doing a podcast, kind of like one of those Huckleberry Finn banjo, ding, 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 you know, like that. I was almost going to play the deliverance theme. But getting back to what I was getting at, working in a tourist destination, working at a restaurant, a popular restaurant. I have to call it a popular restaurant. Uh, not just because I think it's popular. It is popular. People know it now. This is the longer we're in business, the more popular we get. Because we keep the same staff. And that's what creates the buzz. Oh, they got the same people who've been working there for years. Which, you know, there's some drawback to that. But there's also good things. People like to see uh, con continuation and things like that to come in there and say, it's nice. It's the same person behind the bar. It's the same owner. It's the same staff member. But then 
You get tourists, they come in, they're regularly coming down for, you know, every year. People come down and they may stop in two or three times, which is good. But sometimes you get the ones that stop in once a year or once every two years. And, you know, one guy came in last weekend and I recognized them as people coming in. But he goes to me, I'm sorry, I forgot your name. And he tell my name. And I say, it's Jim. And they go, okay, Chip. And I don't correct them. I say, oh, Chip. I like being Chip. I get that's a Chip or Tim. That's it. Chip or Tim. That's when they mishear it in the loud bar. And they go, do you remember my name? And I'm like, okay, let's, uh, let's do the math here. I get that five times a day, five times a week. And let's put it at... 50 times a year, or even like 48, considering I may have four weeks, I, I miss certain days, because I rarely take the whole week off, except, you know, I guess this year when I had a heart thing. So that, I'll go with 40. But let's go with 40 this year, because I was out of work for with the heart thing. Uh, actually, it was more than 40, but it's over a thousand, a thousand people. And consider most of them, it's around 15, you know, 1,500 people. And that's for 40, it's around 1,200 to 1,500 people. And you want me to think I can remember your name. And what uh, creates that memory? You got to become memorable. You got to become memorable. A lot of times people blend together. They, I get an amalgam of customers uh, just the uh, yesterday. A young woman came in with her friends, nice group of people, nice group of people, you, you know, in their, in their mid to late 20s. Hell, they could have been in their 30s, but, you know, they were in their mid to late 20s, and I carded them. I think they were like 24, 25, and there was someone that was, wasn't of age, but they were drinking soda. And they weren't drinking that much. They were foodies, right? And I spoke to them the whole time thinking it was someone else. I thought it was a friend of mine's daughter. They're around my age. Your daughter would be in her mid-20s. And I just say, I'm looking at her. I'm talking to her. I'm like, hey, good to see you, blah, blah, blah. And she remembers me. And she, so I didn't remember that correctly. So when people say, do you remember me? I say, I barely remember. I went to a family wedding and I have to really search for names of some of the family members. Like a cousin was there and his wife. And it takes a while. And I really think, I really think it's not a function of, dementia or something like that. The reason why I can't remember is because it's just like a computer. The more information I have loaded on, the longer it takes to access that. Well, maybe people say, well, that's not how a computer works, Jim. Once you know the location of the information, it comes up instantaneously. Okay, well, the brain's a little slower. So for me to remember, you got to make it memorable. You got to remember, you know, how's, how's the uh, memory? And there's different levels to it. It'd be like, um, you know, it's no big deal. You forget my name. I don't remember you. And it's conservatively. I give the thing. I said, I meet so many people. I can barely remember the people I work with. You know, sometimes I'm searching for that thing. Do the math. And But the one thing, making memorable with grand gestures, making a grand gesture. And I like that. When, you, when people make a grand gesture and they don't do it on purpose, though. 
They don't do it. They accidentally made themselves memorable. And some of them make themselves, and there's different levels. It's setting yourself apart from the masses. That's what you're trying to do. And this is a bartender film. And this is the way I view it as a bartender. You can remember some. You can have one of those. You could do memory tricks and remember everyone's name. Okay, I know there's some people out there that do that. But for the most of us, there's just a myriad of faces and names. And if you're a guy or a girl, it depends if someone you're really attracted to. They just burn into your, your memory. There's some people... You're not taking a particular, no, I'm not saying attracted, not attracted, but you can be pleasant. You can remember people, pleasant people. You can remember another person. Oh, they're pleasant. That person's pleasant. They kind of blend together, right? Same thing as attractive people. They come in, a woman or attractive, you know, if you're a female bartender, a guy, you remember them. But the, the things that I really remember are some like, Someone that comes in and does something that sets themselves apart. And some of the things, like the level ones are uh, a weird, right? The weird ones that people come in, they go, uh, for instance, someone will come in and say, listen, I've been coming here and I really, I'm really close to see Betsy. Is she here today? And they go, there's no Betsy here today. And they go, well, Oh, she off today? I said, no, there's no Betsy. I mean, there could have been a Betsy here, but when, oh, I've been coming here a lot in the last couple of years. Last couple of years. And you say, well, how long have you been? They go, maybe you haven't been here this long. And I said, well, you don't know who I am? And he said, well, I don't normally sit at the bar. And I said, well, how, how, I've been coming here for five years, they said. And I go, well, I've been bartending here for eight years. Or maybe he's another guy. And so well, there was a guy filling in for me the month of March when I had my incident. And they go, a man. And they go, I wasn't here in March. I haven't been here for a year. And then they go, and so I'll go, well, there is no Betsy here. There hasn't been a Betsy here for eight years. I would remember that name. And uh, there are isn't anybody, and to answer that last question, no, there's nobody here like Betsy who's of Tibet, Tibetan descent. So I'll just be going, wow, they're very insistent about a fictional person. Or it could be another place, but I didn't know. I'd be going like this. I don't know a Tibetan national who is named Betsy who uh, works as a server. I think she would be instantly a celebrity in the Florida Keys. Oh, she's a Tibetan. And she also makes a great mojito. No, that's not her. Plus the server probably wouldn't make the mojito the bartender does, even though the server probably can. You can do something that also a level one is standing in front of the bathroom. It's also, it lends into the funny, standing in front of the bathroom and asking, where is the bathroom? And that'll give me pause. If it's really busy, I'll point and won't make an impression. If it's not really busy and there's plenty of, you hear what they're saying and all that stuff, and you're just sitting there and you hear someone say, where's the bathroom? And you go, with like, I said, well, turn your head like three, four, five inches and walk in the direction your head's in. And they go, oh, they're three feet away from it. And I go, there's the bathroom. There you go. There's, you get the level Actually, that was that was level one. Level two 
is um, when it's really funny. And I guess that other one where the bathroom is really funny, but it's also unfortunate sometimes. So um, if you go and you know, make yourself stand out with a level one, I'll remember, it. oh, that was interesting. That was in. Now, level two, they, that'll burn myself in. It says I'm really good friends with the owner. And not only do they, they got the name. And I think it's funnier than, you know, this have misplaced person. They'll say the name absolutely wrong. And they'll go, yeah, I'm friends with the owner, Maddie Rodriguez. I said, Maddie Rodriguez? And they go, yeah, Maddie Rodriguez. We're, we're very close. Oh, do you mean Manny Rodriguez? Oh, okay, Manny Rodriguez. First, amazingly, you're probably not really close to him because you don't know his name is Manny or you only talk to uh, Manny in a loud machine shop and you thought his name was Matty for years and, and he doesn't belong, Mr. And uh, Rodriguez, you don't know anybody Latin. You don't know any Latin people either, and you, let alone know Manny Rodriguez. So... Or that that's, I love that stuff. And you know what? I'll remember you then. I'll remember you. Uh, you made me last, I was here two years ago and you made me a drink. That's another one. I was here two years ago and you made me a special drink. And I loved it. Because you tell me something about it, I ask. And they'll go, well, it had fruit juice and and ice. I said, okay, okay. Well, was it a cocktail or a martini? Was it in this kind of glass or this kind of glass? They had vodka, rum. What color was it? Do you remember the kind of juice in it? Blah, 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 blah. And they go, well, it had an orange and a straw. And that'll, I'll go, oh, yeah, I'll know that one. An orange and a straw. Well, almost, if it's a, it's probably a cocktail. Well, I go like this. Well, that's a good one. It has straw, so it's probably a cocktail. Because I don't put straws in martinis. So I'll remember that. Level three is just funny, weird, big, and it's epic. It's epic. It's, it's like made for a, a TV show. So you'll come in and you'll do something like you'll make a big show of ask, asking for, like you come in once uh, or twice a year. But the one time you came in, you asked for a gluten-free menu. You were insistent of gluten-free menu. You say you get bad migraines, right, if you eat gluten. And you're saying, well, I'm going to have a couple cocktails first. You know, let me look at a gluten-free menu. And give me the other menu, too. So they end up, you know, they have one or two drinks. They're still relatively, it appears as if they're not inebriated. And they order bruschetta, fritters, conch fritters, fried mahi, and you go, well, you were obvious. You, you asked for the gluten-free menu. Was it, did you ask for the gluten-free menu so you wouldn't accidentally order something that was gluten-free? Because what you ordered is gluten. It should say the, I have, you know, I don't have a gluten allergy menu. That's what you ordered. Uh, another big grand gesture is Getting sick, not in the bathroom, not getting sick in the bathroom. Now, that's every place else. You know, Jim, someone's getting sick outside, someone's getting sick here, blah, blah, blah. That's a, usually a failure on my part. But 
You know, that doesn't happen too often. I've had one time and I remember these people. I remember these people. I only met them once and it was six years ago. And they were from Michigan and the guy's name was Tom. I remember his name. He was in the automotive industry. Isn't that amazing? I remember that one time. You know why I remember it? Because the woman went and got sick. Didn't quite make it. I ended up having to clean it and they ended up walking out on their check. Not on purse. They ordered food and all that stuff. And they went over and he took her home. He never came. He took her back to the hotel. And he, not only that, he took his wife across the street back to the hotel. She got sick. She hadn't even had a drink there. So they must have been out drinking. I don't know. Or whatever she had. Because I, I didn't get a chance to really examine her. He didn't seem too intoxicated. He came back, had a drink, and left without paying his bill. And this is when we had handwritten tickets. And so I had gone out over to the, the hotel across the street. I left. This is when there were two bartenders behind the bar. Now I do the bar by myself. But uh, I told them I'd be back. And they were like, what are you going to do? And I said, don't worry about it. I know where they are. So I went across the street. It was like a two-minute trip. I asked the um, front desk. I said, I know this person's name is Tom. They're from Michigan. They're here. And don't they find them out? And oh, my God, they gave they called the room and gave me the phone. And I spoke to him and I, I asked him, I said, I have to talk to him, blah, 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 blah. And they don't And they go, okay. So I pick it up and say, this is so, and so this is Jim from the catch. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm downstairs and you had walked out on your tab. And I remember that person. Now that person never came back. The person never came back, but that was interesting too. So that was a grand gesture. I'm calling it grand gesture or it wasn't on purpose. Female nudity. Female nudity for me. For me. Female nudity for some reason. You know, girls can uh, – I, mean, I think they may – people don't understand. You can get arrested for indecency crimes down here. In the Keys, believe it or not. In the Keys. Now, it's rare for a woman who flashes her tits to get arrested down here. But I know it's happened. So you better be careful. You know, you got to be choosy about this. As a matter of fact, if you have to show, you have to show. You know, that's just the way it is. But remember this. Yeah, it's different when you flash a bartender. It's really big difference when you flash the Little League team. And that's when you can you get in trouble. Like if you flash me, I'm like, I'm not going to call the cops. So you, you do that. You, you know, you got to be careful. Got to be careful with that stuff. Male nudity, you're always going to get, ooh, you're always going to get in trouble. Almost, almost always get in trouble. I can't speak for everyone, but I have to say probably male nudity is just the wrong thing and you don't do it. I don't, I don't mean to say it's, it's a bad world, but that's just the way it is, you know. Um, another one, the, um, there's that one thing that just in a singular moment you remember, can't find your phone, you're walking around with your phone, you can't find your phone. You're saying, I can't find my phone, do I leave my phone here? Blah, blah, blah. You got it in your hand. And I said, uh, and with your car keys. Um, it's, um, I'm looking for my friend Penny. And I said, oh, well, Penny hasn't come here. No, no, I came here with Penny. I said, well, when do you go? Well, I said, I've been here for an hour. And I go, there's no, 
you, you, um, I don't know. She goes, I was at your bar. I said, well, I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember you being with someone. Turns out your friend Penny was never with you. You were by yourself. You know? You didn't, yeah, your friend Penny is in here and you didn't drive either. There's no car in the parking lot. There's no extra car in the parking lot that belongs to you. And luckily you can't. Okay. Or, or try, uh, or, you know, the real kind of things where you get really kind of weird is that someone's settling the bill and they're, they start telling you, oh, here, use this one, use this card. And I said, I would love to use this card. Yeah, but do you accept this card? And I said, no, we do not take the Lee County Public Library card in the form of payment. So all those things will make you memory or memorable and stand out. Um, so uh, if, and I can see when people are trying to do things that are on purposely try to be unique or do people trying to be um, just trying to, there's people out there and it's very interesting. They're pretending to be normal. They pretend to be normal and try as they might is it just, you're going to think, this is what a normal person would do. That's what, you know what? I think that's what most people are sent, assuming when they go out. I think they're going to say, what would a normal person do? What would they order? I mean, I get people here, they go say, when they start ordering, they order their entrees first, and then they order like five minutes later, they're all, they're all at the bar. It's really unique. But I never remember because it happens so often. They'll order their entree. And then they'll order an appetizer. And a minute before their entree comes out, they're going to say, can you get, can I get the appetizer first? And I say, I most certainly not without your food being cold. I understand. People come into, a, I think it's called a time dysplasia. If I'm saying the last word, dysplasia, where your time is is skewed, like you're trying to you you you're in the future and trying to alter the past. Now some people like that, and they don't know like when you're when someone's holding the door, and instead of saying thank you, you 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 say the wrong response. You're going to say, "Oh, I'm having a good day too." I'm feeling great. People are going like, I'm just holding the door for you. What, why are you telling me I'm feeling great? Oh, yeah. Happy birthday. Well, people just don't know the, how to react in social situations. They're like, well, you know, when you ask somebody something, how are you doing today? Well, I'm 24. Or six foot two. Just, they're not engaged with you 100%. They're not, you're not on the same wavelength. I'm doing this give and take with my hands thing there. And you're, you're talking something and the other person's reading something else. And they're, they're, they're overly excited and they're disengaged. And that's memorable to me. I always see people like that. There's, there's this in the, in the keys. I know I'm segueing into this and they're in the moment. They are in the moment. And they don't know how to act. And I do not, I celebrate that. 
I celebrate when people are having that moment and they're having a good time. They're slightly confused and they're not fucked up. They're not fucked up because they're just so like, this is what they really wanted to be doing at the moment, having this conversation, being, you just let them ride with it. And I'm really, I'll make that would be really memorable. That's a happy thing when someone's like, you're talking, you're you're not, you're not, actually communicating. I'm going back like three, four times to find out exactly what the person wants because they're not. They're not hearing everything correctly because they're in the in the future. They're thinking about, oh, I'm having a great time. This is where I want to be. And I needed this vacation, blah, 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 blah. Well, I'm here for you. Okay, let's move on. There's a show and I do not normally talk about TV shows or movies and things like that. But since I have so many episodes, they're going to creep in there. You may want to know what I think is funny. And HBO has these wonderful, these wonderful, wonderful comedy, uh, not specials, sitcoms. The specials, they do have comedy specials and are good too, but I like their comedy series. And one of them is by Danny McBride. And it's called the Righteous Gemstones. It's about a family of televangelists who it's kind of like a retelling. And it's only, they always do this. They did it with Succession. Now they're doing it with Righteous Gemstones. Succession was a show about family, uh, wealthy family, kind of like a media family, kind of like the Murdochs. And the Righteous Gemstones were kind of like any televangelist. Uh, family, like let's say uh, an Oral Roberts or Pat Robertson or something like that. There's a father and three siblings, and the father's retiring, just like they were in succession. It's a retelling of King Lear, but it's televangelist and it's a comedy. And Dating for Pride's in it, John Goodman, a bunch of other people you might recognize. I find it hilarious. One of the running characters or regular characters in it is Walter Goggins. The actor plays uh, the uncle of the main protagonist or protagonist. There's three of them, the children of John Goodman, who's the retiring televangelist. And Walter Goggins is the character, the uncle of them, called Baby Billy. And Baby Billy... And you got to hear this Southern accent and all this stuff. Baby Billy used to perform a televangelist singing in a, 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 a singing group with the children of John Goodman, his wife, and Baby Billy were siblings. And they used to sing together. And they were famous when they were teens. And he's past his prime. Married a young woman, has a baby and all that stuff. But he always has this plan of getting back, getting back to what he, he thinks he's an international star and he came, he, he should be uh, celebrating. He's a celebrity. Well, there's one opening scene to this show. Baby Billy is in this kind of Liberace-like suit, full of sequins, sparkles, and things like that. It's a sunny day. It's a big pool at a resort, a Christian resort, a cheesy Christian resort. And he's wearing this sequined, flashy suit. It's hot out. Got the big ass sunglasses. He's got a backing P 
piece on his outfit that's a scallop, kind of like a scallop shell, I think it is. It could be another shell, and I'm probably, I'm just doing it for memory, but it's, and it's not a real scallop shell, but it's, you know, it's, it depicts a scallop shell, and he's singing poolside, and some of the people are paying attention, some aren't, and then it kind of changes. It transitions while he's singing. It looks like a music video. And he's pretty good, pleasing, pleasing voice. It's kind of like, sounds like church music, but, and the song's called, There Will Come a Payday. There Will Come a Payday. And he sings it. It's a wonderful song. And that just made me think. You ever have those things that when you're, when you hear something, it makes you think of that thing. And, you know, church songs or religious songs have a very descriptive, uh, not, there's very, uh, the metaphor is direct, is direct. It's not hard to really describe what they're meaning on that. So he was talking about the late gratification. There will come a payday. And I always thought religion, most religions, were, uh, this is from historical viewing, and I'm not talking about the rightness or wrongness about religions. I'm not anti-religion. But if you think about it, almost every religion has all the rewards back-end loaded, when I say back-end loaded, there's nothing nefarious about it. I just mean their payback, what you're going to get, your reward, is after you die. And there's no way. I'm sorry, I'm eating the mint. So it sounds like I'm eating, but I'm not eating. I'm not doing that casually. Um, the All the rewards are set. In the afterlife, and there's no way guaranteed, like telling a person what it is, but you're just telling, they tell you what it's going to be. And he's singing that, there will be a payday, there will be a pay. And you think, wow, that's pretty much what they're doing. And, but it's funny, he's singing while they're splashing around in a pool at a resort where that's the payday. That's enjoyment. That's with your family. You're at a water park. You're doing this. You're having a good time. That's your payday. Why do you need another payday? Well, Walter Goggins, who he, he's there at the resort in a penthouse with his family, and he has to perform his shows. That he's performing 24 shows a day. I think it's 24 song, songs a day, whatever. And he has a show at one of the pavilions there. But... The way people live their life and say, listen, put off, uh, you work hard. Let's say you work hard. You're going to go to school. You're going to work hard. You're going to go to uh, college, graduate school, you, uh, uh, law school, uh, get your doctorate, whatever you do. Go go in the military. I'm going to work 20 years. Some of you retire. And you're always working for that goal at the end. Like people say, I'm going to retire at 65. I'm going to retire early, blah, 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 blah. And that's when I'm going to enjoy life. I think I do these things now so I can enjoy things later. And I, Jimmy Stewart said that in, in uh, It's a Wonderful Life. He goes, well, you have to work so hard to be able to scrape by, save money, and then buy a house when you're too broken old to really enjoy it. 
Well, yeah, you got to enjoy life at the moment. You don't have to go. There will be payday. And I thought for all these years, every time I think of history, I would think about lives of peasants, you know, uh, indentured slaves, slaves and stuff like that. They're going, how, uh, it, how hard it would be to keep people on, you know, starvation wages, if they get wages at all, take the product of their labors, which could be uh, produce, like in a feudal system where you have peasants kicking all the stuff up to the lord of the manor. And you're thinking, well, how can people look at other people striving for living a good life now and you're struggling in the present. Well, that how could you, you know, be in power without everyone saying, well, fuck this. I'm going to take what that guy has. But no, what's going to stop that person from doing it? When you die, you're going right up to heaven. Or where are you going? Or reincarnate into something that's wonderful. You don't have to worry about, concern yourself what these relatively elite, wealthy, powerful people are doing because they're not spiritually fit. Yeah, they're having a good time now. They're flying first class or they're sitting in the main dining hall, the castle. I know there's two different images there and stuff like that, but they're not going to be, you're going to be in the catbird seat when you're, see what they did there? They have no proof of what happened in the, when you die. They do have proof that you have the big turkey leg in your hand and a big goblet of shitty wine. And you're eating old potatoes. Actually, in the Middle Ages, I don't think they had potatoes. Well, potatoes came from the New World. But, yes, you ate whatever you had. And these other people ate, drank. Delayed gratification. That was, humans were set up for and said like, yeah, you, I mean, yeah, there's sometimes you got to mature to be able to enjoy things and stuff like that. But there's, it's kind of silly if you think about it. I think that what's what happened um, with my medical emergency back in early March made me think, I said, man, if I don't enjoy anything right now, uh, I may not have, I may never experience that. I may never have that. So I, I really do get that, uh, imagery when Walter Goggins, baby Billy, the character in that show I was talking about, he's saying, there will come a payday. Pay. He talks about a mansion in the sky, blah, 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 and all this stuff. And, you know, and that's going to be when I reap the benefits. That's when I'm going to reap the benefits. Now, if you're under the delusion, that may be keep you, keep you going, but it also keeps you from experiencing the things that you're really need to experience when you're alive. You need to. You're not sure about the other things. I'm not talking about doing anything selfish or, or, or on your, that, you know, this counter, counterproductive to the people around you, not caring, not thoughtful and stuff like that. I mean, you experiencing things that are going to add benefit to your life, are going to add joy, 
going to uh, add happiness. And I've seen that people work real hard and they said, when are you going to enjoy life? There's a guy who comes in, he, he, he he's a, a tree trimmer and he fell off the trees at least once or twice. He walks around with a hump back, you know, arch back. I think he's my age. I think he's my age. He looks about 10 years older. I think he's a couple of years younger, maybe. But that guy's just subsisting and working hard and stuff like that. And um, if he's enjoying life now, that's great. But if he's putting off for the future, I don't, I don't understand that. There are people that do that. They would say, you know, someday I'm going to do it. And you're just barely, you got to go to that. When you're done working hard for your delayed reward, whether it be retirement or, or afterlife, when the afterlife, like you can't be certain about that, but just say uh, retirement. Think about that. If you're saving for retirement, you could die before you retire. So what did you do that all for? For the thought? Or do you do it for something? So it's actually doing yourself a disservice if you don't experience something now. And, and like I said before, I'm not talking to shoot your responsibilities and things like that. But you got to really consider about being present sometimes and not putting things. And it, it, it's, it's not only putting things off for uh, payback and stuff like that. There's things to improve your life, things you could do, going to the gym like I'm today. I'm getting ready to go to the beach. And uh, I'm not delaying. I, I was thinking in my head, ah, I can go to the beach or not go to the beach. I'm going to go to the beach because I want to do that ride. I want to do that ride down to the beach. I'm going to go there. I may only go there for an hour, maybe two. But I'm going to go there, enjoy the beach, look around, uh, meditate, and maybe do a recording. Who knows? But I know I have to do it because I have the day off and I have the, uh, have the time to do that. So... Uh, remember, delaying gratification. Someone used to say that to me years ago. Delaying gratification could be a bad thing. It's good to you know be in the present, try to experience things now. Some things you could. You, I'm not telling you not to save for the future, not to be kind, not to try to bank that stuff, but laying all your bets onto the future without having anything in the present is a recipe for disappointment. That's it for the Keys Bartender today. I will be back. Bye.